listen, I told you this. I'm going to be rich in 2023, so I'm going to buy a house. My sugar mama. Yeah, exactly. And then in 2024, no, 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 well, did you say 2023 or 2024 was your money year? Uh, 24. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally. 23 for you. 23 is mine, and honestly, like, sit back, relax, let mama take care of you. Don't I... even, quit your job. <laughs> you don't need your purse anymore. I got you. This is my two weeks. And then 2024 <laughs> is when I'm going to take a step back and you're yeah. really gonna I'll step up. provide for me yeah you know I, I I will definitely step up for you I would appreciate that thank you this side of my face looks different because I sleep on this side oh oh god wait how do you know that well because whenever I'm in pictures I don't like being on this side oh well I, I have a bad side but like, I, I, I have, know that I've never I, correlated it with the way I, feel I like sleep it's the side I sleep on I sleep on I sleep on my stomach and I turn to this side and that's the side I don't like <gasps> Um, I also realized today I was running, and my ears are uneven. How did you realize that? Because my headphones were in, and uh, one was higher than the other. And whenever I wear glasses... They so are crooked? They're crooked. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah. Nice to see you. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I like it. I get yeah. used to petting dogs, and I forget that cats like don't like everything. Hey y'all, welcome back to the house you live in. My name is Genevieve Henderson, and I'm your host. So wherever you are listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, send it to your friends and family, whoever you think might resonate with the things we talk about on here. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. I found my way. I was in the dark against it all, but made it through the day because I found my way. Sitting in Jen's bedroom. We've got a nice little... My Harry Potter bedroom. Yeah, we've got a nice little situation on the ground. We set up um, a little... I don't know where Rachel got this. Yeah, um, what would you call this? Or like what a, it's for. A floor pillow? Yeah, like a... Win- I thought it would be like a windowsill thing. Oh, yes. A Look like a nice butt corner nook. I would love one day... You know in like the kitchens mm-hmm. where there's the... Yeah, mm. You know who has a nice little nook? In her new house is Maddie. And my God, does it piss me off. She is moving to my dream house in the area that I would want to live in. Ugh. Right by Wash Perk. Right by the park. She did that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of spite. I know she did. She, and she's you're, like, well, you're a small town girl She's now. like, well, you're lost. Yeah, now I'm a mountain girl. Mountain girl. I know it. Um, also, I meant to tell you, I slugged my face today. Oh. Uh, I, I honestly didn't even I'm notice. so shiny. You know, I didn't notice, I don't think. So... Okay, well, that, that's good to know. I do love slugging. I didn't know, some people don't know what slugging is. Should you explain it to the you class? Know, people that don't live in the driest state ever. on the planet. There's different ways to do it. But what I do mm. is I would do um, bio oil and okay. then aquaphor or Vaseline. I'm a Vaseline girl right now, all over the place. So you do the, the oil first and then? Vaseline, okay. lock it in, and then I sleep like a mummy. Yeah. We're here with Sarah Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, entrepreneur, jewelry maker, mm-hmm. photographer, videographer, podcaster. Coolest skier, girl in town. Coolest girl 
Hottest girl in hottest girl Winter Park. Hottest ass other than Jen. Yeah, true. Wait, also, we were at a party last night, and I, I didn't even mean to. I think I, like, accidentally brushed against Jen's ass. Oh. Or maybe I went in for a grab, I think I'm not I sure. I touched about first. Maybe. But I, I was shocked <laughs> by how much bounce back her ass had. I, I think I must have just went in for a grab or something. And good God, I, I don't know how I've never grabbed your ass before because I just I know, that was nice. love physical touch and love grabbing ass. You put mine to shame and it, it took me a second. I like had a, I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> humbled. I don't have the fattest ass at this party. It is Jen. <laughs> so no, you, but that you was have tough. close to, close to second. I close appreciate second. I, I really do appreciate it. <laughs> I really do. Close third to Jayla. Maybe if I went to Traverse more than I would, or ever. I'm telling I, you. Then I would have a fatter ass. You can come join. I'll come one day. I'm just really intimidated. No, you would be awesome. No, everyone's so fit. You're and so fit. You no. ski a lot. Yeah, but you I, got that I mean, I get out of breath every time I go up the stairs in winter. Okay, but also I think Winter I Park too. is high, like really high altitude. Like yeah. I think it's like 9,000 or something. I I got a bloody nose. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a crazy place up there. No, it's it's rough. So the lung capacity for you, much higher probably, than everyone. But I do have asthma. So yeah, I probably like, bring, that. Yeah, that brings you back down. You need to hear that one. Yeah, just moving to Winter Park. She's skiing her little heart out. Skiing my heart out. Jen's coming to stay with me on Sunday. I'm so excited. And Monday or just Sunday? Just Sunday. And then we'll ski Monday. And we'll ski Monday. Okay. And then she came a week ago. Last week, Thursday, Friday. Oh wait, do you ever do the sponsors? Friday. You know, no, but we you know your sponsor should be who? What vest? Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. I was gonna ask for one for Christmas. And uh, they sold. They were sold out of the one. I, so I wanted your same one, but the size. I messaged them on Instagram. And I was like, "Which size should I get?" And they said, "Small, medium." Yeah. And they're out. But yeah, this Definitely. episode is brought to you by What Vest. Um, they are a local Wyoming, right? Based? Laramie. Oh yeah, Laramie, yeah, Laramie yeah. Wyoming. Um, they do vests, handmade, hand stitched in the building that you can buy them from. But mm-hmm. backcountry vests, so you can fit all of your, your backcountry stuff: shovel, beacon. I mean... You can put your skis back there. Beers. Apparently, it holds, like, 30-something beers. I mean, what's crazy, though, is that thing is massive. And, number one, it distributes the weight so well so you don't feel it at all. Number two, it looks fucking sick. It's number super Number three, cute. when you sit on a lift... It's flat. It's flat. Yeah. Because what I hate about skiing with a backpack is it's it pushes you away from the lift, and then you feel fall like you're going to fall off. It, or you just fall to your death. Yeah. And so... Thanks, what vest? I'm definitely gonna buy one as soon as it restocks, and, and I really hope y'all do soon. Yeah, it, just mention our name. Yeah, um, use code uh, fatass50 for fifty percent off. They gave us a fifty percent off discount code. Fatass with a ph. Obviously, um, fifty money sign money sign. 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fifty percent off from Sarah and Jen. So yeah, we're giving. You're, you're welcome. Hopefully, one day they will give us a code. But until until then, until then, what vests were very impressed with what you've done. And they're local. And they're local. We if love we supporting local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not far from us, though. No, Laramie's two hours. I call it Laramie. I don't know. Oh. But I say, like, Laramie. Until just now. Uh-huh. Yeah, Laramie. I wanted to talk about, so you're living in the mountains. Yes. And when you first moved here, you didn't really ski. Correct. And then you learned. Correct. You were snowboarding, skiing, and then you tore your ACL. Mm-hmm. And so... 2021 the beginning of 2021 in january yeah. okay and so kind of how what that was like and i know you had a ton of ski trips planned and you still went on on most of them didn't mm-hmm. you yeah well mm, some yes and just hung out 
I, like Jen, grew up playing sports. Um, and, I mean, she's 100% times more athletic than me. I stopped playing soccer and dancing when I was in high school, but would just, like, kind of do it for fun. Yeah, I guess I've always been pretty athletic, and I enjoy being very active, and my body's always allowed me to do things. And so I've never really had an injury. And I didn't even know, you know, with playing soccer, I was so young. I mean, I, like, sprained ankles and stuff, but I had no yeah. idea what, like, tearing your ACL was. Like, you were never out for an extended period no, of time? No, 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 no. And so, yeah, I was so used to my body kind of enabling me to do things. And then I move out here. I had skied maybe, like, once or twice before, but, like, I was horrible. Like, had no idea what I was doing, but, like, loved the sport, loved the camaraderie of it, loved being out in the mountains, whatever. And I'm sure you experienced this as well when you moved out here. Everyone is so fucking good at skiing so fucking good. and snowboarding. And people like, will be like, ah, oh, I'm okay. And then yeah, they do a backflip. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm just fine. And then, like, ricochets off a tree into, like, a triple backflip. Yeah, and and then, like, like, lands okay. in the splits. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go down the kitty. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm going to go down the bunny slope. So that was also very humbling. And, again, I'm sure it was kind of a similar experience for you because I remember when we met, I was taking a snowboard lesson because I didn't ski or snowboard. So I was like, I'm just going to try both. You had started the previous year, so you were still, like, kind of figuring it yeah, out. like, barely. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, too, just to sidebar. Like, being athletic and growing up, being pretty good at sports, and then coming into a space where you don't know how to do something and everyone's better than you. Like, didn't that fucking suck? It sucked. And like, it, like, still sucks. Like, I feel yes. like I look around and I'm like, oh, God, like, these people are so much better and so it's good. stressful because you you want to keep up and you want to like hang out with your friends but yep. then you don't want to hold anyone back yeah when I think of it roles reverse like whenever I'm skiing if I go out with my friends who maybe are newer mm -hmm. I'm never like oh like they suck no and you're it's, never thinking about no. anyone else's skill set unless never. you see someone do a backflip or something you're like yeah, yeah. that's cool like which I was them sweet. yeah it's very humbling and I think you kind of have to like take a step away from your ego and just be like you know and I heard a quote I, I didn't hear a quote. It's probably on fucking TikTok or something. I, I read somewhere in a in a in a <laughs> scholarly <laughs> article. Yes, 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 quote. Um, <laughs> I read on TikTok that you don't have to be good at your hobbies, and I love that because when I moved here, I loved skiing, but I was so bad at it. Yeah. And I thought that like in order to call skiing or anything like a hobby, that I had to be really good. But yeah, so that was a quite a humbling experience, but also cool to like humble myself and be like it doesn't matter like no one's thinking about you anyway like just yeah. go ski it's my first season out here I like fell in love with it and loved just like the whole everything about it and I wasn't very good but I didn't have a ton of fear because I didn't know that you could just like get hurt so easily yeah and so I was doing stuff that I just shouldn't have been doing and I was like bombing down like pizzaing down mountains like it was like stupid but I had I had no idea and I thought like you would tear your ACL from like going in the train park and doing flips. I had no yeah. idea. And I was skiing with some friends that were in town. And like you said, like, I was on this high. I just moved to Colorado. I had all these friends visiting me literally, like, every weekend. There was a ski trip that I was going like, to. Yes. In town so much. Literally back to back to back. And I was so excited. And I had just had Toops and Ben in town. And, like, it was the first time they had visited me. And they were so in awe. And they were like, we are so happy for you. Like, you seem so happy. You're living the dream. Like, I can't believe you live here. And I was getting to, like, show them around. And we, like, got this really badass place. And then, oh. like, I had a bunch of other friends from Atlanta visiting right after that. So I was, like, on this high. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I am, like, the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, I love it. I love my life. This is so great. 
and I was skiing with this other group and it was the last one of the day as it always awesome. is everyone else was going inside to like drink and the guys were like let's do another round and I was like yeah like, I'm gonna go with the guys like I'm so cool. cool and I go with them and it was on some like stupid blue and brack and it was just icy and I just ate shit oh. and I didn't hear like the pop that people will talk about but I knew it hurt really bad and I ended up skiing down because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be a bitch in front of all these guys. Oh. And like at that point I just kind of like leaned up cause it was my left knee. I just like kind of leaned on my right side and just like skied down and I, it was so swollen and I was icing it and like, I couldn't really put weight on it. It hurt so bad, but I just thought it was like tweaked or something at this, at this point I still like wasn't really worried. And then I went to a place in Frisco to get it looked at and they were like, they took an x-ray, which you can't see on an x-ray and they're like, it's probably like maybe your MCL or your PCL or something, but, like, it's definitely not your ACL. Like, you'll be oh fine. And I had a trip in Beaver Creek the next week, and I was like, oh, perfect. I'll slap a brace on and, like, We're good to get go. after it. We're fine. And they are like, just get an MRI in Denver when you get back and just to, like, double check. And so I go get an MRI, and they call me that it's ready, and I go pick it up, and it's just, like, a CD with a piece of paper, and they were like, you have a doctor's appointment for Thursday to go get it read. And I just, like, took a picture of, like, the sheet, and sent it to, like, my nurse friends. Like, don't we all treat our nurse yeah. friends like they're our personal doctors? Yeah. I'm like, I have a rash. I call my dad and I'm like, hey, Yeah, yeah, your dad. If you ever need to Yeah, I was about to say, I'll text my dad. I'm just going to start texting your dad. I, I <laughs> met him. So I texted this photo of the, like, the reading of the MRI oh, or whatever God. to, like, my nurse friends and my mom. None of my friends knew that I'd fell or anything. These were, like, my friends from college and from home. And one of my friends texted me back and they were like, wait, did you tear your ACL? And I was like, and I was on my way to Hattie's birthday dinner and... I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I pull into the CVS parking lot and I FaceTime her and because it said anterior crusate ligament and I had no idea that I'm an ACL. Like, oh I literally God. didn't know anything. Yeah. And I... But like, why would you know that? Just start fucking sobbing. And then oh my mom my calls me because she, I sent it to her too. I am like just sobbing. Like whole body is like shaking. Like, oh my... Yeah. I was in the parking lot for like two hours crying. Did not go to the birthday dinner. Basically from there until... I, so I got surgery like a month later. Yeah. And probably up until that point, the most depressed I've ever been. Like oh. in my life, I've never... I, everyone gets like bouts of depression. Like I don't, I don't suffer from anxiety or depression, but that was the most low I've ever felt in my life. Oh. And it was also really hard because I felt so like, not ungrateful, but like superficial for being so upset about it. But I had, like, all these plans, and, like, yeah. I was loving my life so much, and I also, I, I felt, like, such a part of something from, like, being able to do mm -hmm. it, and I had never had my body, like, turn against me. Like I said, it always enabled me to do things, mm -hmm. and so that was just really, really hard for me, and I was just so depressed. I mean, I, like, cried every day and just felt, like, so worthless, and then my parents came out, and they got an Airbnb for a month for when I got my surgery, which, like, Angels. I was, like... I'm fine. You don't need to come out. I had no idea what was about to happen. I was just like wanting to get the surgery over with. And they came out for a month. They got an Airbnb because I wasn't going to be able to walk. So like we had stairs and dogs and in our winter. house and stuff. And it's winter. This is Feb February. Yeah. It was like end of February when I got surgery and I got hurt like mid January and they were there for a month. Thank God. I mean, I couldn't shower. I couldn't walk at all. I've never been in so much pain in my life. Wasn't sleep. Like, it, oh my God, it was horrible. I think on, it was day 10 because I was so depressed, like, crying every day, and just, I would cry in PT, and would cry at home, 
And then I woke up on like the 10th day and I was writing in my journal because I journal a ton and I was like, I think I just have to make the decision to like try to be happy. If I keep living in my sadness, this just isn't productive. Like I'm not yeah. doing anything. I'm just being fucking sad all the time. I think I just need to make the conscious decision to choose to be happy and then hopefully it'll like come along if I just fake it. And then from that day on, I was, I was fine. Wow. Like mentally. I mean, it was really, really hard yeah, the whole process, like... but like... I never went back to that low point. Okay, I'm I'm in this situation yeah. and I'm not going to get out of it. So accept the fact that I'm in it and how, what am I going to gain and like learn from this? Totally. And I, I, and I felt so dramatic. Like even saying that, I'm like, there are people dying. There are people that get their legs amputated. There are people born without legs. Like this is my knee and it is fixable and it is nine months and it's not that big of a deal. So that was another thing because I was like, I felt so guilty for being so upset about it. So if anyone listening ever is, like, going through ACL or, like, has ever been through it, if you've been through it, you understand. But if you one day are stuck in that situation, do not feel bad for being sad because I talked to people that also tore their ACL and they were like, I was so depressed. And that made yeah. me feel so much better, too. I was like, oh, I thought I was, like, the most, like, stuck-up bitch in town for being so upset about this, you know? Yeah. I heard something and it was like, for sure, things could always be a lot worse, mm -hmm. but they can always be a lot better. Yeah. And it no matter what someone else's situation is, like, that situation still is awful. Like, it's yeah. so hard. Yeah, it, and it, it was. And like, you're able-bodied, like, you're able to take a shower, you're able to drive yourself wherever you want to go. And I, you love being around your parents. Totally. And I know you were like, fuck, this kind of sucks. Like, I can't even show them yeah. where I live. Yeah, exactly. That like, was the first time they had visited me. Visited, quotes. Visited. Like, since they moved me oh. out here. Yeah, I mean, thank God they came out. Like, holy shit. My parents are absolute angel godsends. ACL surgery is no joke. I think one thing that I had to come to terms with, and I think you and I maybe talked about this when, like, during COVID, you felt so alone. Um, I don't think I ever realized how much I depended on, like, other people's perceptions of me how with how I view myself. Like, I got a lot of my self-confidence and my worth from how I thought other people were seeing me. Yeah. And I liked being the girl because I work for myself. So I, if someone's like, hey, do you want to go ski on a Tuesday? Technically, yeah, like I can and I usually do. And I loved being the girl that like could just do whatever and be a yes man and like always be a part of the scene. And I loved being a part of like social gatherings and you know, loved being the girl that, like, lived in Colorado and, like, skied. Mm -hmm. I got so much validation from being able to ski and from being a part of these, like, ski trips and yeah. friends coming out and visiting me and me feeling cool. And even just being seen at places. Like, I remember the first weekend after I got my surgery, obviously I couldn't do anything or go out. And it was one of my friend Hannah's birthdays. Hannah Dukas, she's probably listening to this. Everyone went to this, like, dinner. And I remember that was, like, my lowest night. Not just because of this, but I was really upset anyway. And I just remember thinking, like, you know, I bet people thought that I wasn't even invited. Like, I wonder if anyone even notices. Or people are, like, thinking, like, oh, Sarah probably, like, wasn't included in this. Which is so funny because it made me realize that I got so much validation from just being seen at things. That does not fucking matter. No one was thinking about me for a moment. I didn't really know that until, or internalize that, I think, until I went through that and how to be alone and, like, unseen by anyone mm -hmm. and do nothing cool. For so long. You, like, physically could not go mm -mm, anywhere. Mm -mm. I couldn't even, like, go to a restaurant because it hurt my knee to, like, be bent under a table. Like, oh. I, I didn't... I, the first restaurant I went to was, like, maybe, like, a month after surgery. It did teach me so much, like, in that regard. And I remember us having a similar conversation and you talking yeah. about 
how lonely you felt with COVID. And I mean, I, it was for different reasons, but still like being completely by yourself, you're kind of faced with, okay, well, who am I? And what is my worth when no one's around? Like, you know? what, do, what do I like to do? Mm. Not because other people like to do it. And I like want to do that too. What do I actually like to do? Yeah. Do I, I had that with when I first moved here, there's so many things to play with and mm-hmm. like to do like, and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So then I would make friends or I'd like, or I'd, like, be seeing someone. Like, I'd be, like, trying to be cool and date someone. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, I love... Uh, I'm trying to think of it, a good example that I hated. I don't love rock climbing. I was literally going to say rock climbing. Like, I used to do it a lot when I was younger. <clears throat> I went to a summer camp, Rockbrook, um, camp for girls. Uh-huh. But we used to rock climb a ton. And I liked it when I was little because it was just it was just easy. Just yeah, like, yeah, like, like and now I'm like... I might fall to my death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Now there are consequences, yeah. And um, I just remember trying to be this girl that I thought it would be cool because they liked it, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to do what they liked. Totally. I would reflect back and be like, would I ever do this by myself? Yeah. No, probably not. Wow. And so I think COVID really forced me to be like, what do I really like to do? Because no one's hanging out and I'm gonna have to do this by myself and no one's like watching you I haven't even come to that conclusion that's a really interesting concept looking around when you're doing something and being like if no one was around and I couldn't post this on Instagram yeah would I be doing this right now holy shit it's just some homework so... for your listeners JLo I'm looking at you I'm looking at you girl. yeah <laughs> yeah it's just so interesting and I still think about that like I had this realization the other day do you ever like get shown music that you have to think like do I like this music or am I just playing it because, because they like it and I think they're cool? Yes, and so yes, 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 yes. I have that sometimes where I'm like, <clears throat> I don't actually look. I don't yeah. like listening to this. <laughs> I'm not going to. But Or I'm like, shoot, I hope they don't, they don't think that I'm trying to be cool by playing they this. like it. Because yeah. I still like it. Yes, yes. Anyways. Music is such like a hot button thing in Colorado. I mean, everywhere, but also like people are such music snobs here about different genres. Like, people are very passionate. People always know the new thing. Or like what you're listening to, it's always like too mainstream. You're like, oh, yeah. you listen to that? Like, I listen whoa. to, yeah, like my my green thumb. Yeah. I, like, I'm like, what? I don't know how to say that up. Taylor Swift, for example. I can't stand her. I know. Literally, fuck Taylor Swift. Like, I'm I sorry. Cannot. I'm not sorry. Fuck Taylor Swift. <laughs> I cannot. And the Swifties gotta go. My roommate Becca and I were saying like, wait, maybe it was Rachel. I think Becca's gonna get mad because Becca loves Taylor Swift. <laughs> so does Maddie. It was Rachel. No. Rachel and I. I think, I think Taylor Swift is like number one on Maddie's. <laughs> that surprises me. That surprises you about Maddie? Yeah. If any of my high school friends listening to this, like, I used to love Taylor Swift. When Fearless. I was Fearless mm-hmm. was incredible. Red. Red got me through really? a ton. Folklore, love. Um, it's kind of like. I, I, I understand movie. why you'd like it. Because of the genre that, that she dipped her toes into, I just it, I I can't understand the Taylor Swift like craziness. That's like what, people like throwing people themselves off cliffs to get on the the Ticketmaster. Yes, I'm like people like it because everyone else is liking it. Yeah, I agree. It's like a bandwagon thing. I'm like you it, you don't have to like. Her. Yeah, so you know it, if you're a Swiftie and you're listening to this, would you, are you listening to Taylor Swift when you're alone too? And are you listening to it because you like it? Or because you think it makes you a part of something. Because I used to listen to it because my friends liked it. Mm. And I did love, like, Fearless, White Horse. But then she just changed gears and it wasn't for me. And so... And I, I do want to take a step back. Taylor Swift, if you're listening to this, like, I didn't mean to say fuck you, Taylor Swift. Fuck your music. Fuck, yeah. And 
Okay. No, maybe not all your music. She's been through some shit as a woman in the industry. And it's crazy, too. I mean, like, the whole Kanye West thing. Like, we were so... Do you remember? I, we I was so, watching it. Same. We were like, so young when that happened. Can you imagine, like, just a teeny bopper little white girl? And like, Kanye West is like, yo, yo, yo. Like, Get off whoa, stage. Like, yeah. Taylor, I I don't mean fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of your music. And I'm not a fan of... The psychoticness around. I'm not either. I'm not a fan of people stay up all night to yeah. listen. I just although think, like, I, I did stay up till midnight when I was in like high school to oh. get the Lil Wayne album. I did too uh, on iTunes. Always, but. dude. Also, the whole thing with Twitch that yeah. is so fucking sad. If you are or someone you know is having suicidal thoughts or behavior, nine eight eight. It's a new hotline. Nine eight eight. Yeah. so sad it's so sad it makes you realize i journaled about this yesterday no matter how rich famous if you meet the love of your life you are in the relationship you always wanted you have all these great friends life everyone still has to deal with life mm -hmm. and like everyone still not deal with it but everyone still is affected by all the things that so happen. many things well, that's something important to remember, too, I think, when you're walking into any kind of social situation. When you have a conversation with someone, you're seeing such a small part of them. You have no mm -hmm. idea what they're walking into the situation with and, like, yeah. what their demons are. So I think it just also reminds you to, like, be more empathetic to people, even if, you know, maybe, like, they're not nice to you or something. It's like, okay, well, maybe they're going through something in their life, which is hard to... No one's constantly just like, oh, it's okay. Like, yeah. he was a dick, but, you know, whatever. But it just goes to show, I mean, Twitch is the last person that you, it's it's just so freaking sad. He had like a family and was like, his persona was so positive and yeah. energetic all the time. I mean, I grew up watching him on Say Think You Can Dance and yeah. all that stuff. I was never really big on Ellen. Like, I never really watched it, but I mean, everyone knows who he is. It makes me sad to know that he was in like so much pain with all the things around him that made it seem like he wasn't. Well, and yeah, I mean, imagine how lonely that was. Yeah. Like, that's what I, that's exactly what I thought of. Like, I can't imagine having to put that face on every day and being yeah. like, so it being that sad. Right before recording this, we were talking, we were just talking about therapy mm -hmm. too. I'm like, she just sent me a link to her therapy place. I'm like dying for a therapist. I haven't had one in, I like had one for a while and then ghosted her when, I think it was like after the Black Lives Matter stuff. I was like so upset. That, and I like yeah. skipped an appointment and then I just never went back and I feel bad, but I just kind of, she like emailed me and I just like didn't respond. Yeah. I'm sure therapists get ghosted all the time though. Yeah. It's like so common. And there's also too, like you reach out ethically. There's like a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so then you just are like, okay, like I'll close your file. Yeah. From going through the process yourself and being in school, like, cause I think it's just daunting. Mason and I were talking about this today, how we both really want a therapist and it's just so daunting finding one and it's like dating but worse because we were saying this earlier you like trauma dump and then you don't even like you don't even like them and then you have to go trauma dump on someone else like like do you have any advice for anyone that's wanting to start like where would they start looking yeah so if you have insurance if you have health insurance um and i recognize that not everyone does but if you do i suggest looking on your health insurance page so on your card you'll have like a website look it up and it'll give you, like, within a 30-mile radius, providers near you. And then, at least on mine, it'll say if they have openings or if they're not accepting new clients. Mm -hmm. From there, really looking at what kind of therapy they do. Mm. And then also... I don't know, there are different types. There's so many. And one that I really like, it's called Gestalt, which mm -hmm. is very here and now. So, like, if you were to say something or, like, your body language, 
I would say like, hey, I'm noticing that like you're tearing up when you say when you say that. Oh, like, interesting. Tell me about that. G- or gestalt. Gestalt. It's spelled G E S T A L T. Okay. It looks like gestalt, but okay. it's gestalt. Another example would be like if you say something, and then you say something else right after that. You know, it doesn't add up. Like really, just calling it out. Like, hey, you know, it seems like there's some discrepancy like I'm, I'm a little bit confused by this uh-huh. i really like when people call me on that and then i also like when it, it's comfortable for me but some people really like different like cbt is a big one dbt uh-huh. those are really big for a lot of addictions um disordered eating it's a little bit more structured uh-huh. yeah there's like, so, so many, many kinds somatic which is i love like it includes checking in with your body and how you're feeling and a lot of like body scans and more meditative like breathing exercises uh-huh. a lot of therapists i would say include somatic with their yeah. practices yeah that'd be nice to have that sprinkled in a little bit yeah but i think also recognizing like you don't have to be best friends with your therapist i think that's something that like i love my therapist mm-hmm. i mean like she's so amazing want to have rapport like you want to have a good relationship but they don't have to, they don't, they shouldn't be your best friend. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times we're so used to sharing really vulnerable things with our best friends. Uh-huh. And so it's not a normal social interaction. And therefore, like, if you're comfortable being able to share with them, like, that is truly, I think, what what's important. What's important. That's a really good point. Because, yeah, I, I think you do expect to, yeah, like, feel like they're your, they're your best friend. Yeah. Like, you're not, you don't want to, like, sit down Ideally, you, like, are able to have a conversation. I think, like, so much growth in therapy comes from, like, silence. It's awkward sometimes. Yeah. Like, even as a therapist, I'll be like, okay, well. Yeah, like, all I'm right. just going to sit here. Yeah. And stare at you. Uh-huh. That's uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. And normal. Do you feel like you can tell your therapist anything? I feel like I'll be... That's if you want it. Oh, yeah. I'll be in session. And, like, stuff will come up that she's like, you never... I never knew this. Like, this is, like very i'm through it but when we were in high school mm-hmm. um there was a shooting in our school and we just i don't talk about it because i just like i like kind of forgot it happened and it came up i don't know how it i think it was like the black lives matter and there's just like like a ton of like guns and mm-hmm. stuff like that and she was like jen like we've been i've known you for two years like this is the first time that's really significant. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not that I like forget. I don't want to tell her. I just forget about some stuff, mm-hmm. and then it comes up, and it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah. I guess I should. That. I didn't, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I had a shooting at my middle school. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it's awful. It was awful. It was just one of those like I probably haven't even fully dealt with it, honestly. No, me neither. And we were so young. We talk about my roommates and I because yeah, we, we all went to school. Yeah. And I think that's something, too, that making new friends and then, like, my newer friends and my old friends, like, I, there's just some, sometimes, like, bonds that mm-hmm. it just, they you don't get have on to a explain. different level. The first week of March is always just, like, very weirdly hard. Mm-hmm. And I never connected it until I was talking to them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because it that's was when the March was. 6th. Ours was February something. How old were you? I was in ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. How old are you? Um, tenth. Uh, tenth grade. Okay. I think tenth grade. Tenth or eleventh grade. I was twenty twelve. So eleventh. Okay. Twenty twelve. Yeah. It just is one of those like I guess when you're living your life, what we were saying, like you don't realize 
experiences are different until you start talking to someone. Yeah. Like a therapist or like a someone who's a neutral party and they're like, tell me about that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess we could talk about that. Like, like kind I don't really see the point. Yeah. yeah. That was so interesting to me when I went through therapy was like, we were just talking about this. Like in the movies, they're like, oh, well, how do you feel about that? And it's like funny, but what's interesting is you'll two things is you'll say things and they'll be like, oh, well, like, why do you think that that is the way that things are, or something? Because I went to therapy for food and for eating and stuff. And she would question things that I never even thought to question about what I was saying and, like, what my, like, pillars of beliefs mm-hmm. were, like, about my body or about yeah. what I should and shouldn't be doing. Like, where did you learn And I was, it? yeah, exactly. And like, I was, why do you have a should? Yes, yes. And oh. I was like, uh, fuck. And then another thing, which I'm sure you've experienced as well, is I would find myself lying to my therapist. And I find this when I'm journaling, too. I'll catch myself, like, lying to myself. (laughs) I do that, too. And I will write, like, wait, I don't know why the fuck I just said that. That is not... I, like, sugarcoat things for myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, as if someone's going to read my my journal. Like, And if they do, then, like, fine. They're going to figure out a lot of shit about me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll write stuff. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'll write stuff. And I'm like... Why did I make this so like lighthearted or <laughs> yeah. like casual or like, or, or like dramatic? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I do that, and I'm like, that was weird. And that's why I mean, I know everyone's like, everyone should go to therapy, but everyone should go to therapy because as of right now, the second like I'm going to go to therapy. Why I don't know, yeah. but I'm sure You're it's not like gonna find out. Like I know that when I get there, I'm gonna uncover some shit. But why I think everyone needs to go is because I think we all innately lie to ourselves about things. Mm -hmm. And then when you catch yourself lying to this person that you're literally paying to, they do not give a fuck. They're not judging you. And if they are, like, it's their job. Like, they're they're just a random ass person. Yeah. The freedom. But also kind of, it's kind of, like, painful to, like, say things out loud that you've never admitted to yourself or to anyone else. To put it out in the ether and admit it as a truth is a lot harder and more painful than you would think. Yeah. And it's like a door, like, you can't open the back door unless you go through the front door. Like, if you're walking through a building, you can't open these other doors until you've, like, started to uncover something. Mm. So, like... You have to, like, open that initial door first, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, like, when you work through, I'll use, like, family stuff, for example, because I think that's, everyone has Mm -hmm. some impact from their family. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has trauma, like... Totally. Every single person. And some traumas are, all traumas are different, but I didn't start recognizing patterns in my family until I started recognizing and talking about my experience Mm -hmm. that I live. I don't know. It's such a painful uncovering. And then once you uncover it, it's like a wound. You pour some salt in it and then it starts to heal. You can just tell when people have started to really work through it. Uh And they come to terms with the fact that maybe their life wasn't as they thought it was. Like always looking at it through rose colored glasses. Yeah. yeah it's intense but it's so amazing yeah i'm excited i'm, I'm excited gonna it's on the top of my to do list i want to i want to sign up or like have a therapy session before the end of the year yeah because that was on my news resolutions yeah was to get a therapist it's probably been on my news resolutions since i ghosted my last one i know you'll have one before no. the end of the year oh for sure and i know I, I think i just needed a solid place to start and so I'm going to just reach out to someone yeah. in the same place that you go to and just try I'm gonna it send, out. I'll send you a couple more places that are local okay. here. Even with my therapist, there's definitely different seasons and, like, patterns. And, and just in general, it was super intense for a while. And then and she was really just, like, on her shit with mm-hmm. me. Like, she would call me on my bullshit, but she would also, like, 
be very, very gentle with it mm-hmm. and let me come to it. But mm-hmm. then now the things we're, we're working through aren't necessarily as, like, intense as they were. Right. But I still find moments where I'm, like, in tears and she'll call out very subtly like Mm. patterns and then it helps me recognize patterns within it i think that's what you want to find though is a therapist who i guess this is a type of therapist i want to be is i want to like provide skills for you to start recognizing that Mm -hmm. within your own life yeah so when it's 10 years down the road you're not falling into the same things that you were just talking about right you're like learning from the therapy and like improving yeah whatever it is in your life that was hurting you now that's something i'm like nervous too i mean you have to talk about shit and do shit that you don't want to do uncomfortable and i was like wait so i have to like face these things she's like yeah i was like "Eh." (laughs) i don't know if i want to do that but no i think 2023 is gonna be i'm gonna sign up and have a therapist by the end of this year and then 2023 is gonna be my year yeah of self of sugar yes self-discovery and figuring out what's going on in my head kind of like wrapping back into where you were at in 2021 when you mm-hmm. tore your ACL what did the inside of your head look like like the the words you were saying like the way you're talking to yourself compared to now like when it happened yeah and just that the few months after when you you said you were just like in a really tough place it was very negative I f- just felt worthless and I felt weak and I felt embarrassed and I felt like I wasn't connected to anyone mm-hmm. because I felt so alone. And then I felt guilt, like I said, because I was like, grow the fuck up. Like, why are you so sad? This isn't permanent. And so I think it was a lot of, like, negative self-talk. Once I got over the guilt thing, I was really just, like, allowing myself to be sad. Mm. Like, I had to be like, you know what? Like, if you want to cry all day, just fucking do it. Just fucking cry. And Own it. get it out of your system and be mm-hmm. depressed. And, like, I still, like, you know, did stuff before my surgery. Because, I, like, there was a few ski trips I ended up just going on because people were visiting me and I like told them my situation and they didn't really take the hint that like I probably didn't want to go to a ski town and just sit there while they all skied but so I would just go and then just like people probably wouldn't have known that I was depressed like I didn't feel like myself so I didn't like being around people because I didn't feel like I was my outgoing fun Mm -hmm. self like I was a shell and was just kind of on autopilot so people probably didn't know but I think what shifted was like I said that day that I just decided like you know I'm just gonna try my best to be happy like I remember I woke up the next day and I told my mom whoa I actually feel like myself today and she was like you sound like yourself it was the most emotional I'm not a very like emotional person like I cry when I'm sad or when I'm mad or when I'm frustrated but like I don't just like burst into tears normally you're in PT for like nine months to a year which is a long time and it was very daunting in the beginning but I found the most amazing PT place if you ever have an injury be picky about where you go to PT you need to look forward to it and like that because I I am very obsessive and so that's where I put all my energy towards is PT mm-hmm. and like I got obsessive with it and like I love that you still uh, do it like I love that you still go back like make sure that you are doing things to provide that like strength not only to your your knees also for your mind like mm-hmm. okay I you know I did this I did this and so you're like all fully on board right yeah I mean because you learn so much through the process I'd never been so strong in my life and yeah after PT and like I went twice a week and they gave me exercises and in my mind like if I skipped a day then I would be fucked you know so I was like psychotic about it like definitely created you know anxiety for myself with it because I thought that I knew it was in my power that like the sooner I did this the sooner I would get to ski again kind of thing and so I would just like work my ass off and 
like really honed in on it, but I also learned a lot. So now I know this is a sport, like skiing's a sport and I need to be prepared mentally and mostly like physically. Like these are the exercises, these are the muscles that are used. This is how you got hurt. This is how we're going to prevent it in the future. So, like, I went back to BT for, like, two months before ski season. I should be doing my workout still, but I've just been so busy. I haven't. But I have, like, uh, like home at-home workouts that I can do yeah. that are supposed to help. Yeah, so I guess, like, through it, like, coming back to your question about how were you talking to yourself. Like, in the beginning, it was, like, really, really negative. Then I just, like, forced myself to switch and did a lot of journaling and a lot of, like, went on a lot. Once I could walk, went on, like, a lot of walks and... Then just, like, put all of my sadness and anger and everything else just, like, into PT and focus that energy into something that, like... Because I was like, okay, this is tangible. This can change my situation. When I put my mind to something, if there is no, like, in-between, it's 0 to 100. And that's just kind of... I love... That's how I I got through it, which... I love about you. Like, you... You're you're the exact same, though. What's that? (coughs) Oh, my God. I don't know why I just keep coughing. No, I mean, I I keep going... Uh. I remember meeting you and I was like, wow, like she says she's going to do something and then she does it. Like, that's what I love. You think of things and then you put your mind to it. And I feel like a lot of like just wonderful ideas get lost in people not having the courage or not having the confidence or or whatever it might be to just like maybe suck at it. Right. And then and then they're and then you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think you have that quality in yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge learning experience, and it's never going to happen again. I will never, ever, not even going to speak the words, but it's never going to happen again. And it was really scary getting back out there, but I I love it so much. And we get to ski together now. That's how we met. That's how we met. First date. Mm -hmm. Our first date was in the car for, like, two hours. There and back. I hope that she... We're like, well, she's cool. I hope she's cool because we're going to find out real quick. Find out real quick. I'll just turn my music up. There's something going on with Black Lives Matter and I posted that about was, it. Yeah, I remember. Something. That, the morning and I was dealing of, with like a lot of flack. And I remember you were like, I didn't sleep all night. And I picked you up in the morning and, mm. and you had posted something. Mm-hmm. And people were like sending you like hate messages. And, and my mom is texting blocking me. Blocking yeah. you. And you were, it was ridiculous. And it, I mean, I feel so happy that. We live in Colorado. Mm, my God, um, yes. Or at least we're Denver, very lucky to be around but so many like-minded like people. from the Southeast. Mm-hmm. And having a business, that's what a, another thing I really respected. And you're very true to your business. Thank you. You and your business, like, you are just, you can see it wholeheartedly through the community. It's You're like, well, if I lose business, I lose business. Like, and people were like, my community. I'm never going to shop you again. I was like... First of all, Kathy, like... I remember you were like, they didn't even shop. Yeah, you can look up. It's so... The amount of DMs and comments, I'm like, you lost a customer. I'm like, well, you know, I looked you up in my system. Bitch, you ain't never ordered shit. (laughs) To me, when I post... It's the same with, like, all the Supreme Court abortion stuff. Like, I I don't ever post about, like, who I voted for. But also, like, if you can read between the lines, you fucking know. But, like... And I've lost so much business and so many followers at this point. But also, I'm trying to, like, cultivate a community. So I don't really want your racist bitch ass in my community hurting and making other people feel unwelcome. Like, I don't want anyone like that following me anyway. Yeah. Good riddance. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I think 
the loyalty from the people that are compassionate and empathetic towards other people are going to stick around and then they'll be more loyal and feel more seen and heard. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's more important anyway, but yeah, that was fucking nuts. In my head, I'm like, thank goodness that we are in the same, we have the same like Mm -hmm. feelings about this Mm -hmm. because I lived at that time. I lived with three guys Yeah. and they're awesome. But I couldn't talk to them at yeah. the same level that I could talk to, like, a female who, under- like, someone who is like-minded and mm-hmm. understands all the things that, like, is going on. And yeah. not even understands, but, like, empathizes, empathizes and, like, wants to talk people. about it and grew up in the same type of family. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. No, it absolutely was. That's scary. Even some people... I mean, it, it, like, got rid of some people in my life. It really showed me... Some people's true colors that I kind I was like, damn. I yeah, was, I was really f- sad. Upsetting. I was sad. I was like, you know, I thought you were better than that. Yeah. And it really makes me sad. And it's something that I'm probably not going to forget about them. I mean, the amount of people I've unfollowed from college and stuff. Yeah. Based on the, like, disgusting things that they've, they've said or... Uh, it just... Uh, it it like, just goes back to, like, where sad. did you learn this? Like, why do you believe this? What are you saying about this that's perpetuating your belief system and, like, yeah. the community you're around? And that's with anything. Like, totally. why do you have this framework? Like, why do you believe this? Totally agree. What's being said in your head or what are you saying to other people or what are you consuming? Well, I mean, it, it makes me sad, too, like, to have that much hate in your heart. Like, yeah. I don't really give a fuck what your political affiliation is. That doesn't matter to me at all. But, like, when it comes to humans and like human treatment and human issues the fact that people are yeah i don't i can't even go down that road but it's just it's just just sad it makes me really sad that some people are that close-minded that they don't see outside of like their own bubble yeah of of life i don't know it's just like that could be your brother that could be your sister that could be like Mm -hmm. your friend Mm -hmm. but like since you don't know someone that that impacts then it doesn't you don't think you you know yeah it's like yeah Mm -hmm. it's tough but yeah but anyways. Anywho, first date. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first date. First friend date. And now here um, we are. Sitting on the floor. J-Lo between J-Lo. us. I'm so sad that you went, you know, tearing your ACL and having, having like, that is such an awful, painful thing that not everyone goes through. Mm-hmm. And, but also thank goodness, because I really don't think, like, you have this energy and you just, like, go after things that you want to go after and you, like, embrace what's going on around you to the mm-hmm. fullest and I just like it's so fun to see see that thank you I mean I think it was supposed to happen as everything is it just yeah. took me a while to figure out what the purpose of it was but I mean no I'm where I am because of it I'm who I am because of it and what I learned and my business was doing so poorly and then I couldn't walk so I was like guess I'll be better at business now like I don't have anything else to do do yeah so I mean I wouldn't I don't even think I'd still have Ron Rebellious if it wasn't for it no it was I was doing so because I was doing so much socially and like I said I loved being the girl that would like just dick off and ski or do whatever so I just did and I could do that every once in a while but like I have to adequately prepare for it I can't just like not work for a couple days that's what I was doing I was like I don't care this is so fun it was just doing the bare minimum and then I literally was making no money and 
when my parents came to like stay with me after surgery, they were like, so um, you have no money and also your business is literally about to fail. So you need to like step your shit like, up. Also, by the way. Yeah. Like, like I know. Yeah. I know you're like crying yourself to sleep every night, but like we need to have this conversation. And so, yeah, I don't think I'd have a business if it wasn't for that. It was all, it was all really good things. And now look at you waking up at 5 a.m. Look at me now. I know. I can't even believe it. Thank you for sharing everything. I, of like, course. This is so fun. This is so nice to, I love that I get to share this, like, podcasting whole thing with you. Because uh, it's been so great. Like, fuck, this is so hard to do sometimes. Yes. Or, Dude, fuck podcasting. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. And Jen is the one that taught me everything I know. Oh, my gosh. Because I started a podcast in June. And raw intentions. I'll raw link intentions. Everything. I want to get better about the show notes. Yeah, I I don't do. You know what's funny though is I've listened do to so it. many podcasts that I've been like, like I'll link it in the sh- like I've said that I like I'll link it in the show notes. It. it like in what world do I have time to link anything in the fucking show notes? I really have time to write out a description. Yeah, I'm like, hey, it's me again. Uh, yeah. Lol. I will like. I'll be like. <laughs> I forgot the title. Of the book, but I'll link it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... Link fucking what? Like, I can't even link it in my fucking head. Yeah, like... Can't find shit. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. No, it's... Podcasting is really, really, really hard, and it we are making no money from it. No. So, literally... Purely... None. Just, purely like, just time sucking. For fun. I'm, I'm spending money on it. Yeah, and, and we say for fun, but like... <laughs> is this... But then I cry. Yeah. <laughs> god, I had I'm a moment the other night. I was laying there. I was so fucking tired. And I was, like, trying to outline my podcast episode for this past week. And I was like, why the fuck did I start a podcast? Why the literal fuck? But I also get so obsessive, like I told you. Yeah. So that, it's good, but it's bad because I can't stop now. Yeah. And my mom's like, just do a season. I'm like, mom, no one fucking cares about my podcast yet. I can't just be like, oh, taking off for two months. Yeah. Like, and expect anyone to be there when I come back. Like, yeah. you have to do it every week. And it honestly, too, is like... I'm so quick at editing everything now. Yeah. And so now I'm, like, trying to add in. That's, like, where my competitive side, I'm like, okay, I want to spend the same amount of time on it, but I'm going to add in, like, four new things. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to add in, like, a TikTok, or I'm going to add in, like... Yeah, you've been trying to popping be, off on TikTok. I've TikTok in, uh-huh. which it took me three hours to make a fucking video today. Shout out your TikTok name. Um, Jenny Honey podcast is that what you're i think it is i see i don't even know my fucking tiktok it is a humbling experience and and then also like sharing things Mm -hmm. on the podcast you're like i didn't realize i was gonna say that but i just said it but what's funny though don't you feel like it's easier to be vulnerable on a podcast than like to someone's face yeah like i i say things and i'm like well i don't really know who's listening to this like okay yeah no i'm like ignorance is bliss but then of course i recorded a whole podcast episode about my depression over a boy, and then the boy fucking listened to it. So and wrote a letter. And yeah, yeah. And then we wrote and then wrote a letter. So yeah, it, it does. It does come back to haunt you at times. <laughs> I, I love say. that episode. Yeah, it was. It's my. It's my most listened to episode. So I've sent it to a lot of people. I mean, I I listen to that, and I'm like, it just makes you realize that mm-hmm. you are never alone in what you're. Feeling. Oh my god, and that's and that is the cool thing about being vulnerable on podcasts, like. You may not think about it in the moment that you're sharing something that's maybe shameful or not talked about for someone else. Mm -hmm. And for that one person to hear you talk about it is really meaningful. And that's why to me, I'll say fucking anything because it doesn't really bother me anymore because I've had a public profile for so long. Yeah. And I've had like such awful things said to me that I'm like, you know, everyone from my hometown 
has either unfollowed me or they still like if you follow me then like you follow me like yeah maybe you'll see my nipple one day maybe another day if you're lucky uh, yeah if you're literally lucky like and then i'm talking about like blowjobs and i'm like if you know if my elementary school teacher's listening to this like why are you but that's your problem now you're here yeah i don't tell you yeah like who cares who who cares and also fuck i had a really good point fuck god damn it no um it'll come to me i know it will what time is it Uh, oh damn it's 10 30 oh damn we've been talking talking we've been talking talking i smell do you smell that sweet smell no i think rachel made chocolate banana bread oh my fuck i'm sorry i don't think you can i can't it's okay no i'll have your piece i I can't (laughs) yeah yeah i also have crowns but we can talk about that another time that that's another trauma (laughs) what oh you can't remember what you're gonna say Oh man, I'll I'll link it in the show notes. We can post this on my podcast. Oh, what were you yeah. saying? Do you remember? Um, what you no, but I have another oh. question. One last question. Okay. Um, what's your hottest take? My hottest take. Yeah. Uh, Can be about anything. Um. Other than the Taylor Swift, I mean, there's so many things that I'm like so adamantly like oh, against I for no reason. Say, keep going. No, just say what you were going to say. Well, I was going to say back to, like, people who are listening when you're being vulnerable. It's like, if you are going to talk shit about me, like, I've probably already said that to myself. Yeah. So, like, yeah. but mine's, like, in my head, I'm sometimes meaner. meaner. Mm-hmm. So, like, good fucking luck. Yeah. Because, like, you're not beating me out. What was the thing you said on the on my podcast? I loved it. You were like, if you're not, like, the man, oh, in, the the arena, man in the arena or whatever. Like, if you're not in the arena, people can criticize you all you want. Like, all they want for making a podcast. It's like, oh, it's like... Like, this is so cringe. Yeah, like, oh my god. But it's like, well, you're not fucking up till one in the morning. And yeah. then, like, waking up four hours later to get on a plane and go some... Like, yeah. you're not doing... You're, you don't have, doing. you don't have a podcast. You're, you're not in the arena. I like, loved that when you said that. Please criticize me. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck what you're saying. And, and like, you literally don't know dick, so sometimes shut it, up. Sometimes it stings, but it's also, it's like, every week you're cranking out podcasts. Every week you're also, like, cranking out all these other things like for wrong rebellious for raw intentions for for the ski club like mm-hmm. you have so many things you're doing and you're skiing you're you're seeing your friends like i don't have t- i don't have time to deal with i literally don't have, we, we don't have time to care we're too cool and you're up at four teaching classes in an altitude room i'm like i can't yeah i just can't so i don't understand we don't if you're a hater on, my, on the podcast well honestly good. just I would say we'll beat your ass, but we don't even have time. I don't have time. We don't care. And we're we're probably skiing. One hater is one more listener, so. <laughs> ain't ain't that the truth. You, I'm just trying to get these numbers. So I don't give a fuck. Uh, anyways, my hottest take is Taco Bell sucks. I said what I said. Oh, whoa. That is a hot take. Yeah. Fuck. Wait, what is my hot take? My friend Bella. Burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Some friend. That's what we're saying, though. Also, our friends say mean things to us. So you. You will not phase us. You can edit this out, me pausing. To no, think. yeah, it's okay. I probably will. But yeah, no, like you should. No, like you should. <laughs> Wait, I literally have so many hot takes. Obviously, like... Taylor Swift sucks. Taylor Swift sucks. Like, short kings don't deserve right, rights. Yeah, don't deserve and you want to be 6'1". Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like 6'4", honestly. Truly. Sorry, Carter. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like 5'9". Yeah, he's like I think five five on a good day. So yeah, 
Well, thank you so much. This thank you. And I'm going to post this on my podcast, so plug all your shit at the end oh, of yeah. this, too, so that people can find okay. your podcast and shit. Because um, I'm... I'll so plug I, you. I'm Sarah Smith. Sarah with an H, Smith with a Y. At Sarah R. Smith is my personal. My business is at raw underscore rebellious. On Instagram, it's Ron Rebellious. And my podcast is at Raw Intentions Podcast. I post new podcasts every motherfucking Thursday. That's true. She just posted one on habits. Habits. Yep. Plug all your shit. Um. So my shit. I'm repurposing this episode, so I don't have to record one this true. week. True. Um. Jenny underscore Henny. Yep. Is my personal. Jenny Henny podcast is my non-personal. I guess it's still personal. She got podcast, podcast plural. Um. And then. So the two podcasts, it's What the Hell Do I Do Now and The House You Live In. What the Hell Do I Do Now is when people who, like, athletes retire from sport. And then The House You Live In is focused on um, how the words that you speak to yourself impact you and kind of, like, set a foundation for what your life looks like and experience looks like. What else? Oh, I'm on TikTok. Oh, yeah, and you're on TikTok. You're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok at Ron underscore rebellious. I just Um, have one. Just one. Yeah. Jenny underscore Henny podcast. Perfect. All right. Mic drop. We did it. Um, thanks for having me. That was so much fun. Let's hope that it was still recording this whole time. Wait, I would literally shot my pants. I would too. Okay. Bye. Bye.